Hi there, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor here. Welcome to episode six. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the 24 expert coping strategies for success. If you don't know about coping skills, you need to know. Coping skills are the strategies you can learn to solve problems and make decisions under pressure. The better you've developed your coping skills, the better you'll be able to manage your emotions in the moment, push through setbacks, and feel confident in your ability to handle any personal or professional challenge. My goal with this episode is that you'll be able to start understanding how practicing any number or combination of these 24 coping skills will always lead you to success. After practicing these coping skills, you'll be able to navigate through just about any obstacle in the best way possible. Because I know these coping skills work every single time, I'm here to help you become a coping skills master. Let's get started. Did you know the fact is that every single one of us is coping with challenges and transitions virtually all of the time? Every one of us has to cope regularly. Even positive transitions such as falling in love with a friend, having a baby, starting a new hobby, moving for a job, being promoted in your job, or even graduating college. These are positive transitions that will cause us to have to cope. So when it comes to handling transitions like an expert, awareness is key. In the last episode, episode five, how to become a coping skills master, I explained why coping skills are so important to your professional and personal success. Coping skills give you the ability to make great decisions in the moment and under pressure. There are literally hundreds of coping skills that you can use. Some are healthier than others. However, in this episode, I will give you 24 positive coping skills for success that I know of that will help you handle any obstacle in an expert way. If you have Instagram, follow me at Welby to go. All the skills are on my Instagram. And if you don't have Instagram, I will still go through the list during this podcast. And if you need to, feel free to jot them down. As we go through the list, you can check how many of these coping skills you are currently using. In my case, I use almost all of these coping skills. Anytime I experience some sort of stress or pressure, I go back to my 24 coping strategies and use one, two, or any combination to help me handle this stress as effectively as possible. Don't worry, it is a skill, and that's why I'm here to help you learn how to become a coping skills master. There are four categories of positive coping strategies for success. First category are physical and lifestyle strategies. Second category are emotional strategies. Third category are cognitive strategies. And fourth category are philosophical and spiritual strategies. 
So don't worry if you just listen to what I said and you think, what are you talking about? Just hold on tight for a moment and bear with me. I will explain how each category makes perfect sense and how it can benefit you. The first and simplest category to understand are physical and lifestyle strategies. So when I look at Instagram and I see the Instagram posts from coaches and yoga teachers and anyone that is into the mindfulness and abundant lifestyle, I think that they're nailing it. So I really do think that a lot of positive lifestyle coaches are on a next level on Instagram. So for example, number one, abdominal breathing and relaxation. That means that if you're doing yoga or you're doing mindfulness and you're focusing on taking breaths each day and you know how to calm and relax your body and your mind, that that coping strategy alone is definitely going to get you to a place of success. And so what I mean by that is any yoga teacher, any mindfulness coach, anyone that is really into, um, you know, getting your body to be able to relax and to calm itself down, that is a huge coping strategy for success. The second um, coping strategy is a low stress diet. So again, on Instagram, I can see that a lot of people are nailing this coping strategy. You see all these amazing recipes and um, blogs on how to have, you know, Mediterranean diet with olive oil and healthy fats. That is a coping strategy, and that is definitely going to help you um, move forward and handle stress and transition in a positive way if you've practiced, you know, having a low stress, um, very healthy, non-toxic diet. Number three is regular exercise. And again, I see on Instagram that a lot of people are nailing this one as well. Not only are your fitness experts and, um, you know, your professional experts getting this one, but they're also sharing a lot on Instagram. So regular exercise is a coping strategy that I see a lot of people really using and thriving. Um, by doing this. Exercise has been the most important coping strategy for my success. I exercise almost three to five times a week and it is the most effective way to clear your mind, work through emotions, and regulate your emotional and physical state. So exercise, that's definitely one of the most important coping strategies. Number four is downtime. So it's really important for us to have downtime and mental health days. You know, a lot of us want to work every single day. However, since I've started using this coping strategy, I've understood that even downtime allows me to have more time for creativity and to think more effectively and more efficiently about what matters for me. So number five are daily mini breaks. So even during the day, a positive coping strategy for success 
are taking breaks during the day. You know, focusing more than one or two hours during the day burns us out. So even in fact with my clients, I often tell them, hey, you know, after an hour of processing and talking and working through problems, you know, we do need to take a mini break because it allows our mind to organize and clarify all the information that we've just received. So it's good to take little breaks during the day. So if I sit for four hours, I definitely need to take some mini breaks to stretch my legs and to get up and um, clear my mind. Number six is time management. That's appropriate pacing. I don't know exactly how to comment on this one, so I'll just table that for now. Number seven is sleep hygiene. That just means that you are aware that if you go to sleep earlier, for example, at 10, you can wake up at a good time, like seven or eight in the morning. Number eight is choosing a non-toxic environment. That's really important. Choosing to be in an environment that is not around dysfunctional, toxic people who are sabotaging our success is really a crucial one. And if we can nail this positive coping strategy and choose a non-toxic environment, meaning choosing to be around positive, supportive, encouraging people who are living healthy lifestyles, we are well ahead of the curve. So that one's a really important one to consider. Number nine in the physical and lifestyle strategies is material security. Again, that one I don't have a lot to comment on. I think that just means having your finances and a safe home environment. So that's really important. I would assume having material security um, is a coping strategy that we can get by having healthy relationships or, you know, doing things that can improve our ability to function day to day. So those are the nine physical and lifestyle strategies. Let's move on to category B. Category B is emotional strategies. This one I really love. I think it's so important. Six of these positive coping strategies for success are in category B, and I love these six. So number 10 of the positive coping strategies is social support and relatedness. This means that you're connecting with one or two or three people and you feel like you're being supported and encouraged. Personally, I've found that if I have two to three people in my life that I feel really understand and are able to see me, understand and know me, that it really boosts my ability to succeed in everything, in work and in my personal life and in business. 11 is self-nurturing. This one is also a coping strategy that I think Instagrammers are nailing. I see people every day discussing self-care, putting yourself first, taking care of yourself, and posting things like self-care is not selfish. That means to me that people are really understanding that self-nurturing, focusing on what makes you feel good and um, alive is basically a positive coping strategy. And they're right because it is. So 11 is self-nurturing. Number 12 is good communication. Good communication is a big topic in itself. Good communication is a whole podcast in itself. So I'm not going to go into that now, but 
just know that good communication is definitely a coping strategy for success. Number 13 is assertiveness. Assertiveness is super important. Assertiveness, it means that you're not passive and you're not aggressive, that you know your boundaries and you know what you value and believe in. So having assertiveness means that you are using a positive coping strategy that is definitely successful. Assertive people are more trustworthy. Assertive people are more credible and knowledgeable. And assertive people know how to solve problems. They know how to understand the root of miscommunications and they know how to solve problems and get people to work together. So assertiveness, again, is another whole episode and actually I will do an episode on that later on. But just know that assertiveness is a positive coping strategy for success. 14 is playtime and recreational activities. So that is anything that involves games and sports and hobbies. When you see adults playing games, playing bridge, playing cards, um, playing table tennis, playing croquet, playing golf, playing tennis, uh, sailing, those are all playtime. They're adult playtime. And they're so healthy and they're definitely a positive coping strategy for success. Number 15 is emotional release. Emotional release means that Hey, you know, sometimes we cry, sometimes we get upset, and we have an appropriate outlet for that. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's talking with a friend who we know really understands us, maybe it's getting it out in counseling or therapy or in a support group. There's so many ways to get emotional release, and if you're practicing this one, it's definitely a positive coping strategy. 16 is sense of humor and the ability to see things in perspective. So keeping things in perspective is, in my opinion, a superpower. I thrive in my relationships because I'm able to keep things in perspective. I find that the most successful people are able to look at the big picture and understand that sometimes little setbacks and little miscommunications and mistakes and you know failures are actually a part of the big picture and they build character and they build our sense of purpose so those are the six emotional strategies for success let's move on to category C which are cognitive strategies Category C in the 24 positive coping strategies for success are cognitive strategies. This may be a little bit over most of our heads. It's a little bit academic. However, bear with me and I'm going to explain why this is so mind-blowing and so amazing. Okay, so number 17 is constructive thinking. This is the ability to counter negative thinking. I am telling you, most people have negative thinking. And the ones that have mastered this coping strategy have understood that being proactive, solutions-oriented, creative, and constructive in your thinking is actually a coping strategy superpower. Anybody that is constructive and able to challenge negative thinking is on a whole nother level. And if you try anything at all, try this coping strategy for success. 
Number 18 is distraction. That's actually not an unhealthy coping strategy. So sometimes I say, hey, you know what? You just need to distract yourself. And people say, no, 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 no. I don't want to distract myself. I want to like stay focused. However, here's the thing. Distraction is actually positive when you're distracting yourself from negative preoccupations. So for example, a lot of people get hung up on relationships. I can't tell you how many clients, how many of my friends, even myself, get hung up on negative preoccupations in relationships. So for example, let's say you are obsessed and you can't stop thinking about this guy or this girl that you think you're in love with and that isn't in love with you. So we can spend years you know, having these preoccupations that aren't necessarily the healthiest. So a lot of people I see are just super focused on relationship problems. But here's the deal. If you can distract yourself from obsessing and worrying and having anxiety, that's actually a really important skill. So for example, if you want to distract yourself from a negative interaction at work or with a partner, distract yourself. Do something that takes your mind off of it. It, it can be a sport, it can be a movie, it can be a new vacation or a trip you want to plan, or just even, you know, having coffee with a friend. Anything that takes your mind off this negative preoccupation is actually a very positive coping strategy. Coping strategy number 19 is staying task-oriented instead of being reactive as an approach to problems. So staying task-oriented means that you're staying in your lane, you're focusing on your goal, and you are doing your work. You're solving problems instead of reacting. So a lot of people, we get stressed out and frustrated because we're being reactive. If a coworker says something we don't like or they don't do their job, or a classmate, you know, hasn't fulfilled their part of an assignment, we might get reactive. Another example of this is, you know, let's say we're having an argument with a partner or a friend, and then we notice that we start getting reactive. Well, if we can stay focused on the task at hand and we can look at, hey, what are we actually doing here? Are we trying to relate or communicate or solve a problem or get a project done? Then we're gonna have success. So stay focused and stay task oriented instead of becoming reactive and that will definitely be a positive coping approach to solving problems. Number 20 is acceptance. This is a coping strategy because it gives you the ability to accept and cope with setbacks. There's not one person on this planet that has not had setbacks. So by being able to look at your setbacks and accept them and see where you could do better or maybe where things just can't be fixed and being able to move forward is a really positive coping strategy. So for example, in relationships, acceptance is so important. Again, let's say you're in love with somebody and you really, 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 really want to be with them and they say, hey, I don't really want to be with you. Like, you're great, 
but this is not what I want for myself. Having acceptance and really listening to that other person is gonna give you the ability to cope with the setback. So you'll say, okay, I accept that this doesn't work for you and I'm gonna cope with the setback. I'm gonna find a different way to get my needs, my wants or desires met. So acceptance is really crucial to being able to move forward in life and it's definitely a positive coping strategy for success. Coping strategy number 21 is tolerance for ambiguity. This means that you have the ability to see complexity. This is another coping strategy that is on another level. If you understand this coping strategy, you are literally a coping strategy ninja. You're a master at life. Because having the ability to see complexity is going to give you this superpower, this ability to succeed in life that is so next level. Let me explain this. So a lot of people come see me and they think things are black and white. They're like, well, I see this person doing that and I don't like it and this is how things should be and you know, on and on and on. Okay, if you can use your coping strategy for tolerance, and the ability to see complexity, you're gonna be able to look at your relationships and be able to see all the shades of gray that are actually there. Not only does this help with your understanding, but it gives you a perspective that helps you get outside of your own reality. So you can say, hey, maybe I don't really know why that person is doing that. Maybe I can see that their life is complicated. Maybe they're a complex person. Maybe they've got a lot of things going on in their life. That's why they're not doing what I want. So tolerance for ambiguity, being able to see the complexity in life helps you stop judging people, helps you develop your compassion and empathy, and helps you relate better to people. So if you understand that life and people are complex and they're not just simple black and white people in our life, then we are really on another level of succeeding and using this positive coping strategy. Okay, we're almost finished. So last coping strategy category for success are philosophical and spiritual strategies. Okay, let's put the icing on this cake. I know that this has been next level, mind-blowing, ninja stuff. However, I did promise that if you start using these coping strategies, you're gonna be a coping strategies master, if not a ninja. To be honest, a lot of times when I use these, it just blows my mind. And I'm like, wow, where I just had a problem and I use a coping strategy, it literally dissolves most of my issues. So let's talk about philosophical and spiritual strategies. Number 22 is consistent goals or a purpose to work towards. That's somewhat self-explanatory. If you have a purpose to work towards, obstacles and little setbacks are not gonna get in your way. So you definitely need to have consistent goals and be able to stay focused. For example, let's say I have a goal of having friends. 
Well, my goal is going to be to start a tennis group. Consistently, I'm going to work towards that goal. I'm going to start the group, start a calendar, show up on time, go to my own tennis lessons, and start working on my social skills so that I can maintain a consistent social group. Another way to look at this is a consistent purpose to work towards. So if you know your purpose and you found it, you are, you know, in the 1%. Knowing what your purpose in life is so incredible. For example, I've seen many coaches and life coaches and, you know, physicians and attorneys and whatnot say, hey, you know what? I found my purpose in life and my values and I work towards them every day. So for example, in my case, because I know my purpose, that I'm trying to help people love psychology skills and use them so that everyone can succeed in their life and live this like abundant, mindful life. I know that my purpose in everything that I do for my business, in my practice, and with my clients gives me that philosophical and spiritual purpose. So number 22, the consistent goals or purpose to work toward is so crucial. If you can master this, you are definitely on next level. Number 23 is a positive philosophy of life. I know that we've learned about all kinds of philosophies of life. However, this one is very important because being positive does not mean that you're not skeptical, that you're not looking at the reality, that you're not looking at the facts. It just means that in general, you believe that people have the ability to grow and change. So for example, I know that sexual assault and child abuse is very common. So I know the statistics, they're really high. You know, it's one in six men and one in three women. That is a fact and that's a statistic. I'm not naive about it. However, by maintaining my coping skill of being positive and having a positive philosophy of life, I believe that every person that I come into contact with that has had this experience, I can give room for them to grow and change and literally transform their life and live their own best life possible because I have a positive philosophy of life, which is that I believe people can become self-aware, they can become mindful, they can heal their lives, they have the tools in themselves and the resilience, and if I just give them the skill and help them support, encourage, and validate their experience, that they'll be able to do incredible, wonderful, if not amazing things in their life. So 23, staying positive and having a positive philosophy is really an incredible positive coping strategy for success. And the last positive coping strategy for success is religious and or spiritual life and commitment. Now this one again, we can be skeptical and we can look at the facts and still use this one. So, you know, religion is definitely a loaded subject. Religion can become an unhealthy coping strategy. 
religion can be something that if we don't use in a positive and healthy way, that it can become an unhealthy coping strategy. And the same thing for, you know, spirituality and those kinds of things. So this can be a positive coping strategy if we're using it in balance and if we are saying, hey, you know, my religious and and or spiritual life and commitment is being used in moderation and as a part of this whole lifestyle and using my other positive coping strategies. With that said, you don't actually have to use this skill. So for example, in the philosophical and spiritual strategies category, it just means that you can use one, two, or three. Just even using one coping strategy, maybe having consistent goals, that's enough. You don't need to do everything. You don't have to become um, a Deepak Chopra or an Oprah in order to have a successful positive coping routine. So you really don't need to do it all. It's just giving you some options and seeing that using any one, two, or three of these can help you really be on the track for success. So again, if religion or spirituality is not your thing, you find that it's not helpful, then you don't need to use it. You can just have a positive philosophy of life. You know, you can be a humanist or you can say, hey, that doesn't even work for me either. All I need is, you know, some goals or a purpose a personal purpose to work towards. So that's why keeping an open mind and knowing that what works for you doesn't work for others is all that really matters. So these 24 positive coping strategies just give you choices and you can use one, two, 10, or, you know, 20, or even use all of them. In my example, I don't use all of them, but I definitely use a lot of them and different combinations. And anytime I use some or a combination of them, it always leads me to a place where I feel confident and satisfied with how I've handled this challenge or obstacle in life. So that's it. Those are the four categories of positive coping strategies for success and the 24 positive coping strategies for success. And I've gone through every single category and every single coping strategy. It's a lot. In fact, I'm really tired and my voice kind of hurts from going through, and my voice is kind of hoarse from going through all of these um, coping strategies. However, I think not only have I made the case for why coping strategies are amazing, I think that in explaining all of these, I've also made the case for why coping strategies give you superpower and the ability to literally have thriving confidence and abundance in any obstacle, challenge, relationship, or new endeavor that you choose to take on. So I hope you liked this episode. It was very long and somewhat complex, but we made it through. And if you have any questions, feel free to message me on Instagram or check me out on my website where you can email me and send me a message at wellbe2go. Have a great weekend. Have a great week and see you next episode. Take care, friends.